Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. I'm always excited to share everything I know and love about Winchester with you. And I certainly want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. And here we are in the middle of February. We have turned the corner in February. It is one of those uh, weird years because it's a leap year. And I'm going to introduce someone with me already right now. I have my guest host with me, Miss Danielle Spriggs. How Hello. are you? I'm well. How are you? I am amazing. We talk about February because February is a birth month for you. It is. Yes. It just happens. And so when you celebrate a birthday and it's February, like what do you what do you do, Danielle? <laughs> Typically we have a snowstorm or an ice storm on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to giggle. I looked at the weather forecast for my birthday tomorrow and they're showing snow yeah. at seven AM. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. Snow is okay, you know, but We'll see what happens if it like, really does or not. I just so, like good food. Good, good friends. food. Good friends. February. You know, there's. it's kind of a... February is a season of love. We had Valentine's Day this week and um, mm-hmm. all kinds of things that I promoted last episode about you know, what Winchester does for Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. it's just a good time of year all around. Mm-hmm. And we're turning the corner here past halfway mark of February. And I'm wondering if we're going to get more snow or not you know i have no idea i mean looking at the outlook it looks like we're going to be all in the 50s i know that's good that's fine the groundhog said right that's true i'm excited because i'm actually gonna maybe go skiing this coming weekend Mm -hmm. so we'll see about that and you have to go to colder places where they've been making snow for that to happen but Mm -hmm. maybe in my next episode i'll report back hopefully nothing will have been broken on this on that trip (laughs) don't break anything (laughs) Yeah, well, you, since you have been on our episodes before, you've been on two different times. Mm-hmm. So, welcome back for this third time. I guess that means I may be like you and you have things to contribute. I'm a likable person. That's a good thing. Um, you know, so since then, you have officially gotten your real estate license. Mm-hmm. You are officially on board with Icon Real Estate mm-hmm. and you have started to have client interactions. I have. Yeah. So, tell us about what that has been like for you. Uh, most very positive. I've dealt with some very lovely people. Um, they're looking to move to the area from out of the area. Uh-huh. Uh, some people from out of state that I helped you with, which weren't my clients, but that was really fun to, yeah. to do that with you. And I have some people from DC, Bethesda area looking to come out to this area because they have family moving this way and they want to kind of meet them in the middle. Perfect. Um, it's a good location for that. It is. Uh, but just getting people to know and understand our area and its uniqueness mm-hmm. and the uniqueness really of the market too. Yep. Um, you know, trying to find what you would really like to have. Um, Winchester's beautiful. It's historic as we all know. Um, so yeah, just trying to, to find what, what they're going to fit with. Yeah. And that's a great segue for what we're going to end up talking about this entire next several minutes here. The, the idea that Winchester is a great town and if you're moving into Winchester, like what are some of the key things that you need to think about, especially as a buyer? 
as a buyer, if you're not an experienced, savvy real estate consumer, you might have lots of questions. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that, that phrase tongue in cheek because I use that in my intro. But really, it's about the idea of if you don't do this on a regular basis, and most people don't, you might buy two or three houses in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Then when you are starting a search, what, what, are you real, what, are the, what are the key questions? So what, you don't know what you don't know, right? Correct. And so I'm curious in your interactions here of talking to some of these buyers that you're mm-hmm. working with, what are some of the things that you've been seeing out there that, let's just start with that. What are the, some of the things that they know? And then what are some of the things they don't know? Well, the things that they know are, I, I think, intrinsic things like, I want this many square feet and I need this many bedrooms and this Mm. many bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And I would desire to have single level living. I would desire to have maybe an HOA that takes care of, um, the mowing and the Mm -hmm. snow removal. Um, well, some things I, I don't know that they know is have they really researched and looked at our area? It just in general, like what is the, you know, nature of Winchester, mm-hmm. you know, because we do have many different areas of Winchester. Right. We yeah. have the old town, uh, historic parts. And then if you go a little bit further out, yep. you have some, you know, developments. And then you can go out into the county and you're getting pieces of, of land with beautiful farm homes. It's just, we have a lot of diversity in such close proximity yeah there is there is a lot of diversity i mean when it comes to like you're talking about city life or neighborhood life Mm -hmm. country life farm life Mm -hmm. close to town out of town there is a lot of options retirement communities Mm -hmm. versus uh standard subdivisions with children Mm -hmm. um things where that are walking distance to restaurants or think locations that aren't you can be way out i feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and still only be 10, 15 minutes away from a grocery store. Right. And that's great. So you're right. There's a, a lot of unique things about the town, especially people from out of town don't understand. Right. And, and that's the beauty of what we do as realtors can help unpack the town and what that looks like. So you mentioned that things that they know, at least they think they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Square footage and number of bedrooms and number of bathrooms and maybe not quite the location. Mm-hmm. I've found that sometimes they are they think they know what square footage of a house really feels like mm-hmm. but they really don't. Right. So they think they know but they don't until you walk into a house and they're looking for what they might say is 2000 square feet and they walk into something right at 2000 and like, "Oh, this is too small. Right. I can't do this." Right. Or it could be the other way around, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. You and I went to a couple of showings together with some buyers who mm-hmm. were from out of town and they were adamant that they needed 24, 2,500 square feet. And we showed them a place that had that, but it was on two different levels, mm-hmm. a basement and the first floor. Mm-hmm. And when we first walked in, and this is a brand new house, so new construction, mm-hmm. you can't complain about anything about it except for just they were looking around i could read their faces mm-hmm. <laughs> when they had already seen something that on one level was 22 2300 square feet and then we're showing them something else that was the same square footage but just broken up they were like ready to leave right they're like all right this does not work at all no and and so 
we had to ask the, the builder rep at the time, just remind us, tell us, um, Bill, I think was his name, what is the, the footprint? What's the square footage of this one level? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I think it might be. And he was rattling off some numbers, but it was closer to 1,400 square feet. Mm-hmm. Big difference. 1,400 right. square foot house um, on one level. And then the basement added another seven, 800 square feet, which gives you the square footage they thought they wanted mm-hmm. versus 22, 2,300 square feet all on one level. Right. Night and day. And you can read their, on their face, you know? Mm-hmm. So... It, what they don't know is sometimes how to parse through the stats mm-hmm. of looking at a listing and saying, oh, do I really get what I want out of that number of bedrooms or that size of square foot of a house? And can I interpret the pictures? Mm-hmm. Some, that's something else. Let's talk about this. Pictures. Mm. Because yeah. that same buyer, when they were shopping with us, right. walked into a house and said, man, this house looks different than the pictures. Right. And um, it didn't give a really easy to follow flow of the beginning of the house to the back of the house. And instead, when you first looked at the pictures, um, it was a dining room and then a living room and you couldn't put into context. So they needed to see it in person. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> do you remember what their reaction to that was? They were confused, right? Yeah. They're like, wait a minute. Where is the flow of this house? Yes. Um, what's the floor plan? What does this look like? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something else. So what do you think people don't know? Intrinsically don't even know. I mean, you talked about the things they think they know. Mm-hmm. But what stands out of like things beyond just the town? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that it really has to do with the process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, having the process is, yeah. The, I met a, a client, a new client this weekend who, you know, I said, when would you like to be in town? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we don't really know. We don't know if we're going to sell our other place or if we're going to keep it or it, how how soon we need to be here. And I so I just threw out a number. I said, well, mm-hmm. how, how about this? Yeah. How about six months? Yep. Oh, well, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, but yeah, process, you know, thinking through it. I think some people are just so eager to get out there and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. But then thinking about, okay, well, it's going to take me this many days to find something. It's going to take this many days to close. Yep. And then just really mapping out how long is it really going to take? Mm-hmm. You know, Out- Outline that out and put it onto a calendar basically and then realize, oh, if it is like a four to five, maybe six month process, it is okay to start shopping now. Right. You know, it is acceptable. Like it's not too soon no. to think about those things. Cause it might, it might take you several weeks to find the right house that you want. And then it, you're right. It goes under contract and then you have several weeks to kind of work through the contract process of, you know, I'd say, 30 to 45 days at least once mm-hmm. you go under contract before you close. And then how does that, how does then that coincide with the house that you might try to sell? Right. There's all, there's all kinds of scenarios that I think people are a little bit scared of. And that's where a realtor can really step in Yeah. to help. Yeah. I mean, and you talked with me about this last week, just 
you know, and other buyers that I have that I'm doing a search for and, you know, how far out they are from wanting to buy due mm. to at least situation that they're in. And just the fact that, yeah, we're going to start looking now, but then you're looking at 30 days to closing. Mm-hmm. And then how long is it till you actually have to make a payment? Yeah. And you know, then that amount of days, <laughs> which equals possibly a couple of months before yep. that first yep. payment has to go down, yep. you know, that gives them a little bit more flexibility yep. about what they, when they can be looking and, and then what they can be. So that's the fun fact of, uh, to, to put in your hat here is the, you're right. If you close, um, let's just pick a date. If you close on March 3rd, mm-hmm. you're not going to make a monthly payment on your mortgage until may 1st because you will be taking care of that following month of april in your closing um statement Mm -hmm. and so that's all part of your closing cost so somebody who does close early in a month like a early march time frame that we're hypothetically talking about you really could have up to those almost two months Mm -hmm. to then get your house moved into get your other house sold or whatever if you have a rental payment that you need to kind of finalize or mm-hmm. um close on your house and then not have double payments that's the goal so syncing that up with your lender with your realtor would be really ideal mm-hmm. to then think through the timing and the process of that as well so that's that's a neat little nugget to think about when you're getting a loan and you're closing on a house when is that first payment due mm-hmm. it's gonna be not the next month, but the following month's first, um, first of that month. So that's fun little facts like that. We could go on for hours here well, talking about little you things. You know, you taught me last week because the buyers that I have want an, a beautiful older home, but with basically no updates to it so that mm. they have a canvas. Mm. So, you know, how... What, what is the in-depth of the painting that you're doing on the canvas? Is mm-hmm. it just paint and wallpaper or are you getting a kitchen? It's a great so point. Having those two months and you're still in your other place and paying your lease, but then you don't have to make payments on the new place. You right. have the time to get that work done. Yeah, that's, that is very true. Especially when, you know, you are spending money to renovate and you don't want to be, overpaying for things you know making double payments or things like that Mm -hmm. but yeah doing a kitchen renovation or a bathroom renovation will take you a few weeks and um Mm -hmm. yeah syncing up that timing of what you would want to do with the house i love it that's another great idea other other parts about the process that i think are are important for any buyer to understand is is how you should work with your lender and your realtor when you are shopping. And what I mean by that is the first thought when people are just instantly thinking, I want to go buy a house is they get on Zillow and like, what are all the houses out there? What, what do I see? And, Oh, look at that. And they create their wish list and they, they'll put their little heart emojis Mm -hmm. next (laughs) to their houses and kind of keep a watch on them and all those things. Well, it's it's still very important to understand what you can afford. Yes. Have you ever heard of the the phrase? What is it like? Um, champagne taste, beer budget. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can have the wish list of what all the fun, fancy house pictures and square footage of a house and number of bedroom bathrooms, but what can you afford? Um, and so that's where you want to sync up with a lender to know exactly what your, not what can, not what you're qualified for, because if you have an income and maybe you might have two incomes in your household, you might be able to afford a lot more than you want to spend. Right. And so any old lender is going to say, sure, you're, you're approved for $500,000. Great. Well, what does that mean to me per month? That's the better question to ask. Mm-hmm. So it, before you start getting, you know, googly eyed over all the pictures and the glitz and glamour of a fun, new, fancy house, think about what are you willing to spend and then how much of a sales price of a house is that? So instead of looking at the sales price first, look at your monthly budget first of what your mortgage payment would be, um, which would include your taxes and insurance and that mortgage payment. So with all three, that's what a lender will quote you on. What is that monthly budget that you can afford? Is it 1800? Is it 2200? Is it 3000? Whatever your monthly amount is, stick with that and then equate that to what your sales price budget is. So a lot of people get it reversed. They look at the house, they look at the sales price, and they're like, yep, I can afford that. And then when push comes to shove, I've had numerous people say, oh, I got to backpedal a little bit now that I've talked to the lender. Yep. (laughs) So the process is to talk to the lender first. Um, Still connect with your agent and say, hey, I'm in the shopping process. Who do you recommend for the lender? Let's get that ball rolling. Get your facts in line of what your monthly amount to spend would be and then shop based off of that criteria and you're absolutely right because in this market right now in winchester if you don't have that already lined up you may be missing out on an opportunity because things are going fast there's still not much for sale there's still not a lot of listings in both the city and frederick county and beyond and so things are going fast um Mm -hmm. There is a listing that I was not even able to show last weekend where one of my buyers who was passively shopping sent me and it had been on the market for three days and they just took their time to send me be like, oh, I think I want to see that one. Called the agent, already had multiple offers and they were shutting down um, any other showings and shutting down offers within the first two day window. Mm -hmm. And that was just last weekend. Yeah. In February, in kind of what you would consider to be a down market so things aren't down the other reason why you should have a good relationship with your lender and realtor simultaneously is because the interest rates are constantly in flex right and as they are flexing up and down and back up and then back down that will impact your um your monthly amount right. and if you are on a tight budget like another one of my buyers who is just his budget is still under two hundred thousand. um I sent him a listing that was 220 just the other day because I'm like, there's not much out there. Do you want to go look at this? And I said, go pursue our lender, um, who he's been on here before, Marlon Beitzel. And I said, go ask him, what's what does that mean to you for your monthly amount? Because I'm not looking at that specific client at a sales price of a house. I'm looking at, are you able to afford that? Can you, you know, can you afford that amount? Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the flex of the interest rates, it's still worth pursuing maybe $10,000 over your budget because you might be able to catch it in a good time window 
or that lender might be able to have some creative ways of buying down some um, interest points for you correct to be able to get it to within your your monthly amount mm-hmm. um, that's very similar to one of our other buyers we're just going down stories of buyer after yeah. buyer remember our other buyers who were shopping with who have a low budget yes. and um, I reached out to our other lender um, there at integrity and said just I'm curious tell us what it is and just for what it's worth for everybody listening out there it was I asked him what does $260,000 house mean and he equated it to roughly $1,800 a month so that gives you some perspective yeah of sales price for um, monthly payment these days and is that with the down payment that was with everything yeah that was that was basically for a small down payment and with the taxes and with the insurance mm-hmm. um, is how he kind of broke that down for us. And, you know, that I think might not even work for our buyers who we're working with. So, but it's good to know that. And your real estate agent should know those numbers as well right. as he or she is shopping with you. So that way they don't send you down a path of googly eyes over a house that you can't afford. Exactly. <laughs> So how do you go about finding houses for, for real, for any buyers these days? Like when they give you the criteria and you think that they now know what they know with, with uh, their budget in mind and with their criteria, what's the best system of how to go about, um, searching online? Well, the first thing I do is go to MLS, which I'm still, you know, green learning how to use it, learning all of its parameters. I'm actually going to go some trainings on it here in the next couple of weeks just to make sure I'm doing right by my clients. Um, but that's the first thing I do. Um, then I, you know, talk to you. I talk to other fellow real estate agents here at Icon and say, hey, what do you guys know about? Uh, this is the parameters. What neighborhoods am I not thinking about? Mm-hmm. So I'm using my connections, my team members. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... Not all the boxes are always going to be checked, but as, if we can get as many as we can checked, you know, get them closer to being what they want to be in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, talking to you, talking to your network is very helpful. Yeah, yeah, and and then when you pull that search together, um, you know, we all like to as agents send those on a regular right. list to the buyers so they can see. And I also try not to cramp the parameters too much so my just years of experience has shown me what buyers also don't know is their criteria might be wrong (laughs) and 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 you are right about that and it basically not to be insulting or condescending to to any of you who are shopping out there but you might fall in love with a house that doesn't fully meet your criteria Mm -hmm. and i've seen it happen time after time and it's not because of any magical thing that I have done to um, convince them or anything, except for just saying, hey, here's something that is within your budget. It might not fit all of your boxes, but it could be worth looking at. Um, and they, they fall in love with the house. And so I've learned that as the buyers give us their quote unquote criteria, you know, three bedrooms, two baths, 2,500 square feet, you know, I need, I have to have five acres, whatever it might be. I'm going to allow some wiggle room in that list in order to allow more houses to um, 
to show up on their email list that I set up for them. And then we can eyeball filter it instead of having uh, too much of a cramped, you know, search criteria that then overly filters house search lists for you. And you can do that for yourself, whether it be any of those other big real estate websites out there. But the best option is still to go through your agent who uses the real estate MLS system that is going to be most accurate, that's going to show all of the current active um, features instantly when they go up and instantly when they go under contract. There's too many times I've found that when people are on those other sites, they're like, oh, I want to see this house. And I have to go look it up and give them the bad news. Oh, it's already under contract right. because it doesn't right. populate fast enough. Mm -hmm. So you can set your own criteria up as a buyer but let the agent do that for you as well mm -hmm. um, that way you can have um, a variety of uh, emails or notifications or texts or whatever however you get the the notifications of those things that you can look through and filter it through your eyes um, another thing that we as agents can't filter is just specific locations you know, you might be able to say, oh, I really want this specific quadrant of Frederick County where I have my mountain views and I have my fence for my dog and all those things. And I can't filter it to that level of detail. So I'm going to give you a, a wider list mm -hmm. and then we can look at it together and, and say, would that one work or not? And then, yeah, be willing to expand your horizons just a bit of what you think your criteria might be. So... That's just a little bit of the buying process, you yeah. know? I mean, so as we're wrapping this up, I, I, I think the overarching state of the market right now, you touched on this a little bit, Danielle, but mm -hmm. I, want, I want to hear your take first, then I can summarize it. But what have you seen out there in this winter season with the number of buyers coming through and just in your, your circles? Um, I think the buyers are getting spring fever and they're getting itchy and they mm. want to see things more mm -hmm. more things on the market and i mean things are slowly starting to pop up now i'm seeing more things in my searches that weren't there even a couple of days ago it's like february 1st all of a sudden you start seeing a few more things but i mean i still don't see a ton of inventory right it's starting to to settle in i think last i looked and i like to use the city of winchester as a criteria um, and I've said this on, on the show numerous times, but pre-COVID, the city of Winchester would have 60, 70 at least listings mm -hmm. in any price range from zero to $2 million or whatever it might be. COVID, it really kind of trickled down. And there was a point where on any given week, there was only 16, 17 houses total in the yeah. city of Winchester. When I look recently, we're in the 30s now. I think it was 36 today mm, when there, I just did. There you go. Pop quiz Winchester. for Danielle. Yeah. I think it was 36. Yeah. So there you go. So it kind of, it's slowly kind of getting up, but not in the numbers of like 60s and 70s. And again, Winchester is just a small microcosm of what's going on around us as well. Frederick County, you could do the same thing, but much mm -hmm. greater numbers. Just city Winchester is such a small, um, you know, square miles area that we can pull from that you can really judge how are we doing with number of listings and it's, it's coming up a little bit, but not great. So mm -hmm. that gives you perspective going from the sixties or seventies to the teens to now we're in the thirties right. <laughs> as far as like the market. So if that's the case, then listings are coming up a bit, 
and we are anticipating more in the spring mm -hmm. and then we're anticipating buyers to really come out of the woodwork mm -hmm. i would i would think especially with this weather getting warmer i mean i cannot believe i'm seeing buds oh i am on the lilac trees yep. and I, it's like please don't get please don't get hurt yeah you know things are coming out of the ground yeah yeah i mean i've got some perennials that are popping up and i'm like no don't do it don't yet do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it yeah well danielle thanks for chiming in on this little conversation and um before we do wrap up i love to still go to what are some of the key events in town that are coming up this specific weekend and next so chime in as as we hear about this stuff some, okay. some of these we'll things do. might we'll fascinate do. you as well i'm not sure if the first one's going to fascinate you or not but coming up this saturday between nine and three at the millwood station fire and rescue hall is a winchester sports card show so have you ever collected sports cards I have as not. memorabilia baseball cards football cards things like that that's not a me thing not a you thing how about pokemon is Pokemon a you thing? <laughs> no. Any other collectibles? Uh, I not cards related. Yeah. I, I collected uh, toy horses when I was a kid. Okay, but. toy horses that could be fun. So um, it's a company called Tidewater Cards and Collectibles is coming to town, and they're going to have over sixty vendor tables up where you can get bargains on all this different memorabilia and sports things, mostly trading cards. But they also throw in their Pokemon because that's a big deal. Oh, My wow. kids love Pokemon. And they would go around and they would want to collect cards and trade cards and things like mm -hmm. that as, as kids. And I just, honestly, they're mad at me still. I had to shut them down years ago. It's just like, you have too many things that you're trying to trade and collect and I can't keep up with it all. And Pokemon was one of the things that they still get after me about that I was like, just come on, guys. We can't keep buying and selling all these things. So. I have some dad guilt about Pokemon. But I, can, I can see it on your face. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's coming up on Saturday. Another opportunity on Saturday, total opposites end of the spectrum, right? At West Oaks Farm Market, um, they're having something called Someone Special Sweetheart Dance. Oh, I yeah. love some West Oaks. So this is like a post-Valentine's Day weekend, obviously, but... Um, they're offering two different dance, just fun sessions from three to five or also six to eight. And it's $20 a, a ticket. And they're having, you'll like this too, Danielle. Have you ever had Sweet Tooth Bakery? Love, I just had my birthday cake last night. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna have some Sweet Tooth Bakery. They have a DJ, they have different opportunities to get pictures and door prizes. And so you can take your special someone, whether it be fathers, daughters, mothers, sons, or anybody like that that you'd want to come Aww. and just have a hangout at West Oaks. They do so many cool, fun things there. Age three you know? plus? That's great. Absolutely. Take, yeah. your, take your little dude, little girl. Take your little girl. Absolutely. Aww. So that's that's this weekend. Okay. And there's all, uh, trust me, there's all the kinds of things that we can talk about, but those are the two things that stuck out to me. Next week, I am excited to talk about this. The Winchester Restaurant Week Yay. is back. Um, and so almost every restaurant downtown participates with this and they'll you, you can basically get discounts you get different food options that they provide mm -hmm. um when you show up there um you can go on their website which I'll, I'll create links for that and you'll be able to see all the different ways to participate um who are the sponsors 
what's going on with downtown. And obviously they, they use this to help drive business in kind of the slower, mm-hmm. colder seasons when people aren't sitting outside like they normally do mm-hmm. for the summertime. Um, but they've got kind of a really great opportunity to um, to sign up, participate. They, they have a $5 appetizer, $10 entrees, $5 dessert options, mm-hmm. or you can get like a whole family meal pack for $30. Just examples of what they'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, give you percent discounts off. Um, so go to the website to see who is who, who are participating and which restaurants you can head to next week. So yeah, the 19th through the 25th. I, I always go that. at least a couple times during that week. I mean, I can just rattle off some of the restaurants. I mean, you, I can look at the list. There's like well over wow. 20. Uh, you've got anywhere from uh, Piccadilly's to Sexy Mexi to Union Jack's to um, Pizzerina Uno, Water Street, Vibrisa, Violino's, Villar Square. I mean, the list goes on. Um, yeah, that's great. And those are all Cork Street, um, Crush, Bonnie Blue. Yeah. So all kinds of cool options there for Restaurant Week. And then the final event that I wanted to promote is near and dear to both of our hearts. Shenandoah mm-hmm. University yep. um, always puts on, I mean, there's pretty much something we could talk about every weekend mm-hmm. to go on campus to engage with either a sports um, game or some sort of show or performance or conservatory thing so my son who is now a senior at um, Shenandoah is in the conservatory and one of his majors is uh, for lack of a better word just stage management Mm -hmm. he he has like a fancy word for saying it what he specializes in but his capstone piece for that stage management degree is to manage a production called Pippin mm-hmm. um, which show. have you seen the show before yeah. you have I haven't so I'm trying to go in fresh yeah I'm not gonna tell you anything okay don't tell me what what happens or anything Mm-mm. you know don't give away any features but but it's Thursday February 22nd all the way through Sunday the 25th some of the shows are already sold out mm-hmm. so get online already to to go I'll be going on the Saturday matinee show so okay. if anybody who's listening is going there hunt me down um but yeah it's what he tells me is is, it is a really good show Mm -hmm. and um yeah he won't be on the stage this time there's other times where he does perform on the stage but not this show he'll be running the whole thing yeah his job is super important and he i mean trust me he must get it from somebody because he loves spreadsheets Oh, geez. I wonder who got that from, Mark. And and he (laughs) keeps everybody like a taskmaster in line of what all the rehearsal times are and who's what, where, and when, and all that good stuff. So that's part of his job. So that is Pippin at Shenandoah University. Well, um, And I know Shenandoah is near and dear to your heart, too. Absolutely. Are you going to go to the show at all? What do you think? What do you have going on that weekend? I don't think I have too much going on that weekend. I'm hosting uh, another open house at uh, Piccadilly mm. Square. There you go. Show up to go see Piccadilly Square open house with Danielle on that Saturday between 1 and 3, between probably. 1 and 3. That would be the 24th, right? Mm-hmm. There, Those are some amazing condos over there. They really are beautiful. That are built solid like a tank, have great floor plans, great designs. There's still a few... Um, listings that are active that have not sold yet so that is really near the intersection of kent street and piccadilly street mm-hmm. so yeah if you if you want something else to do hunt yeah. down danielle at the open house yeah, and just come say hi yeah i mean they've been you know in the process of being built if even if you're just 
curious to see what yep. they look like. Yep. And then say, hey. they look great on the outside now as you're driving oh, by them. Yeah. And on the inside, they look even better. So good idea. Get, throw some real estate in there. Too. I, that's what I do. Love it. Well, thanks, Danielle, for being yeah. a part of this process today. Love your input. And thank you for listening on this episode of Iconic Talk. I hope you learned something from, from today's episode. And I really look forward to sharing more with you. In a couple weeks, remember, when you're looking for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And they really just love you spending your valuable time. So with us, if you have a moment, if you haven't yet, take a moment to subscribe to Iconic Talk and get each episode when it gets freshly released on those Thursdays. And if you haven't done this yet either, share it with your friends. Let them know that they can find Iconic Talk on really any platform spotify apple youtube wherever they get their podcasts so thanks to our editor extraordinaire simi Natalia, and our social media queen julia gordon and until next time think iconic